podcast. This is Matchalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matchalava. And it is Sunday, so we are what are we in the last week of October? And I'll be honest, Q4 has been slow for me, and I've been doing a little bit of research this weekend and just thinking, okay, what's going on? Because Q4 should not be slow. Q4 is is a fast moving time, and I don't know. I'm thinking a lot of people are having issues with this as well. And I'm thinking it's a lot of people that don't sell on Amazon, um, which is, you know, which is good and bad. I think, you know, if you're on Amazon, you're making a lot of money right now. If you know what you're sourcing and you're sourcing some retail arbitrage stuff. And I don't really do a whole ton of Amazon. So I've been looking into doing a little bit more of that. I, I watched a few things that Reezy was putting out uh, in the past couple of weeks. And the dude is spot on. I, I really enjoy listening to what he has to say. There's just there's a few people in the reselling community that I pay attention to and kind of take what they say and, and really try and apply it to my business. And he's one of them because he really, really gets it. He does, he thinks a little bit differently than a lot of people. And for me, I don't, like, I don't really know that much, right? I've been in this for a year and a half. So I know a lot more than when I started, but compared to somebody who's been doing this, I don't know, I think he said he's been reselling for like 13 or 15 years. Uh, that's a lot of knowledge to really work with. And I mean, even people like Flip Flip who've been reselling for, I think he's been in this since about 2016, 2017. That's like three or four years at this point. That's a tremendous amount of knowledge compared to what I have in just my limited one and a half years. So, um, you know, it is something where you are able to gain a lot of knowledge and uh, wisdom from these older resellers. And kind of what Reezy was talking about is how important Amazon is and, and just some of the things with that and how really what spoke to me, what I was thinking about is what we need to be doing during Q4 and he was talking about going every day and, and going to the stores every day so um, and I haven't been doing that I've been going once a week because I've been trying to do online arbitrage I've been trying to do other things with my business and I think that those things while they're important things are, are kind of lower lower importance than trying to get items in I mean that's really the biggest thing right now I haven't gotten a ton of new items in and that hurts that's that's not something that you want to be kind of cutting yourself short on because when you're not finding, when you're not finding new items, you're not thrifting or or sourcing RA or sourcing OA. You're not being able to get things listed. When you're not listing things, you're not selling things. Because while we list and while listing, obviously, okay, obviously, if something's not listed, it's not going to sell. That's not the main point of listing. The main point of listing is to sell that item. But the overall benefit, I guess, of listing is that your entire store gets a little bit of a boost from that. And and depending on how many listings you're putting up, sometimes it's a tremendous boost. I mean, we're talking like an item starts, an item sells, and then two items sell, and then three items sell, and then pretty soon like your store's humming. And for that day, you're doing really, really well. People keep checking it out. People keep buying stuff. And all because maybe you put up three listings early in the morning or three listings that afternoon or whenever you do your listing. And so for me, I haven't been consistently doing that, but I haven't been consistently getting new products either. I list them when I get them. Um, you know, when I buy a pair of Nike shoes, I list those up. And whenever I buy a pair of, you know, whatever comes in that week or whatever's releasing that week, that's what I've been really focusing on selling. So that's kind of the issue for me right now is that I haven't been going out and looking for stuff. And I really haven't felt like there's that much out there. I, it's just like a mindset sort of thing where I'm like, you know, am I going to go out there? Am I find something or am I going to waste time? And is that time I could be dedicating to Instagram or learning uh, new things? And so I kind of have myself in like this this like circle, if you will, where I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm not going to go source because I could be doing better things than that. But really, the whole business starts with sourcing. So 
that's that's kind of where I, what I need to be doing right now. So that's what I'm going to focus on for these next two months. I mean, I'm really – I've done my research. I've done kind of the things that I need to know. I've realized that there really isn't a whole ton to do. At this point, I don't have a ton of items that I'm seeing as – the, the go-to items that are you need to target these and you need to be going every day for them so I'm just kind of going out blindly right now and there's a few things that I know to look for and stuff I mean uh, the groups that I'm in put tons of very good leads out and I'm very grateful for that but at the end of the day uh, a lot of these leads are either bought up already because somebody else found them before I did or um, you know before I was even notified about them or before I even found them and uh, the other thing is that maybe they just aren't on sale at my stores. Different targets, different Walmarts, different uh, retail stores will do different things based on their own store numbers. So they will clearance certain items at your target Walmart um, next to you that they may not clearance at the one in the town over, the one the zip code over, or whatever. You know, you may you probably have two or three Walmarts that you can lay, name right off the top of your head that are near you. One may have different prices on stuff than the other one. It's just really dependent on what they want to clearance that week based off of how many sales they need to make, how long they have, have had items in stock and stuff. So it really varies store to store, which is something I didn't realize starting this out. And that's a huge tip because I would see stuff like people finding stuff on clearance all the time, people going on BrickSeek, finding stuff, and I'd be like, well, how how are they doing this? How are they getting all these items on clearance? Mine isn't that. And I didn't realize that like Walmart didn't clearance things store-wide, which was kind of a shock to me I mean it makes sense now it makes a lot more sense now but as a like a year and a half ago I didn't think much about business or logistics or anything so I just figured okay like Walmart sends out an email these are the items we're clearancing this week like whatever and the store managers are like okay guys here's what we're going to clearance and I think to a degree sometimes that kind of stuff does happen but I think for individual kinds of items and stuff some of them just go on sale and you'll see it. It won't just be your store. There will be different stores across the country that will clearance stuff out. So there's some sort of cohesion around that. But what it is, we don't know. It's just uh, for whatever reason, they've had it for too long. They need to make some sales. I don't know. They want to get it sold, so they price it down. And so to us, that works out because sometimes they'll price things so low because like we've seen at garage sales and thrift stores, they can't price things at a premium because you have a limited amount of people coming through that garage sale or thrift store that you're not going to find that perfect buyer most of the time, right? It's very hard to, at a local shop, find the perfect buyer that's going to come through and pay maximum price. But on eBay, on Amazon, we can we can find that because there's such a high amount of volume that goes through these platforms that it's very easy to be able to uh, garner that high price where, you know, locally, it's sometimes a little more difficult unless it's a super high in-demand item. So, uh, I say all that because you see that with Walmart and Target too. They can't oftentimes charge a premium like Amazon can because at least in store. Because the thing is, in store, people aren't going to be going through the store of Walmart. You know, whatever your local Walmart is does not get the traffic that Amazon does. And so that's why we can go buy it. That's why we can list it on Amazon. And that's why we can make a lot of money on it because Amazon or eBay for that matter, both of them and even Mercari and stuff, they, they get so much traffic that your individual store at Walmart doesn't have nearly that amount of foot traffic going through that the web traffic does on these platforms. And so while only the certain amount of people in your local area can go through your local Walmart in a day, you know, millions of, upon millions of people can go through a listing on Amazon in a day and it's not dependent on where they're located. So that's why you see things get priced down so low because Walmart needs to move things at your local location and they, they could, I mean, they could sell them on Amazon, but I doubt that they're going to do that because they're Walmart. And I mean, I, in the future, it wouldn't surprise me if they started moving to online at some point and like figuring out a way to try and list some of that stuff online. It's just, 
that's like a huge, huge logistic kind of thing that I, I think would be kind of difficult for them to execute on right now. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's what we could see happening. But for now, we could just go to Walmart, buy it, and list it on Amazon, not have a problem. You could, you could, if you were approved to sell on Walmart Plus, you could go buy it from Walmart and sell it on Walmart.com, and that would just be that would be a hilarious thing to do. But they they kind of have a little bit tighter restrictions on who can sell on Walmart.com versus who can sell on Amazon.com, which is funny because Amazon's a much bigger platform. So um, you know, it is something where you do have different ways you can sell these items. The whole point is, though, that's that's how clearance works at Walmart, and that's how things get priced down and stuff like that. So um, I, I kind of say all that because you don't really know what you could find at your local Walmart. You can use tools like BrickSeek and PopFinder and all these other places, but um, th the thing is, you know, you really don't know until you go. And, and sometimes, like, BrickSeek is wrong. <laughs> They've been wrong so many times. It's like six in stock. I show up, they're like, we have zero. And I'm like, well, did you have any this morning? They're like, no, we haven't had any in weeks. And then I'll like go look around and ask another employee, I get the same answer. So like it tends to seem like Brixie can be wrong a lot of the time and, and that's just the way it goes. You know, it's the luck of the draw. Um, they're, they're really depending on how how tightly uh, how tightly managed Walmart's online numbers are and the way that they get those. I, I don't really know how they do, but I know that they're dependent on certain Walmart locations updating their quantities and stuff online. If they're not doing that regularly, then Brixie's going to be wrong because it's just dependent on that Walmart. So, um, you know, it, it is something where that's wrong sometimes. But also, there's just stuff that you may not find on Brixie that you're walking through and you say, hey, this is on sale or hey, this is a good deal or, or whatever. And you end up uh, finding that it scans and, and lists for, I don't know, four, five, six X on Amazon. And that's not maybe the case for like something that's a higher price, but something that's like five bucks, you can sell it for six X on Amazon. You're gonna end up making probably like 20 bucks after shipping and, and all that kind of stuff factored in fees, maybe a little less, but you get the point. So um, that's a good return on your money. And if you can pick up 10 or 20 of those, you're gonna make good money on that. So that's really the, the goal here. I don't really know. I'm gonna be going to, I don't know what I'm gonna be going to. I mean, I, I made a list of stores that I wanna hit up in between the one little like metropolitan area near my house and then the other one that's like you just jump on the turnpike and go over and it's right there so i'm gonna see what i can get done today and then see what it's like because i haven't been store sourcing in a while and i haven't been like blindly sourcing in forever where i just like walk around and scan things so it'll be interesting i'm excited to see it now i did record this before i go because I do want to recap it in the same episode. I think that's kind of a cool idea. I've never seen somebody do that before. So I'm going to stitch together the second part of this on the way home and see what happens. I'd probably be a lot more tired then, so I may not be as well. I may not like seem like I'm together at all, but um, we'll see what I end up coming up with. I mean, it could be good. It could be awesome. I could find uh, a huge restock at Burlington or a huge uh, selection of shoes at Marshalls, which, by the way, by the way, some guy on Instagram who hated on the cleats finds that I had, which he was right for doing that because I was wrong. I, I didn't find the right set of cleats I, that I thought I found. Either way, though, I doubled my money on a pair of those already. They've been listed for like a day. So um, I sold them for 65 bucks. Not huge, but they're 19.99. No tax because PA doesn't do clothing tax. So 20 bucks and flipped it for 65 free shipping. I'm probably going to make 20 $22 on those things. That's a good double up and it took me a day. So like if somebody walked up to me and said, Hey, and that's the other thing, right? Those cleats, I think I could have sold for around 80 to $90. Like they, they're, they're good. They're good looking cleats. But the thing is, if somebody told me, Hey, I'll, if you give me $20 today on Friday and, or maybe it was Thursday, if you give me $20 on Thursday and on Saturday, Saturday, I'll double your money. 
that's that's a phenomenal investment. Of course I would do that. Like who wouldn't do that? So that's kind of the way I began thinking of this sort of thing. And and yeah, those cleats ended up flipping very well. I have three more pairs in that size. I have a pair in size 11 and a half and a pair in size eight. So one up seeing what comes of those, but for now they're looking kind of promising because I already flipped a pair and the, the nine and a half, which is surprising to me because I don't really like half sizes that much. I think that they're kind of hard to find the perfect buyer for because I think a lot of people just don't don't ever try them. Like, I don't know. I don't try half sizes usually. I mean, I do. I wear a 10 and a half in some shoes, but like normally I look for a 10. Like normally I look for like a 10 or I guess like a nine or a nine and a half, but like usually 10. Like most people, I don't think say that their their actual shoe size is a half size. I mean, you can let me know if you do. Um, but I just think the more people end up trending towards like the whole uh, shoe sizes, so they don't sell as many half sizes as as you would think. And so for me, I was surprised that the nine and a halfs sold that quick, but uh, you know, it is a common size. People do have that, the average like men's foot size, I think between like a 10 and an 11. So nine and a half is almost like a 10. Like it's, it's super close where if somebody wants that cleat and they can't find it in a 10, they're going to go nine and a half and just say, Hey, it'll be a little bit of a tighter cleat. Uh, maybe they're not that good of an athlete anyway, so it doesn't matter. I don't know. Probably not if they're buying academies, but <laughs> um, you know, it's something where, you know, you can end up selling some of these half sizes uh, pretty well depending on what the colorway is too so that's something to not overlook so uh, we'll see we'll see what ends up coming becoming of this day I've passed up a couple of stores they really aren't retail stores anyways but I'm just not going to venture into those kind of stores at this moment if I really can't find anything maybe I'll start to go to like the outskirts of like maybe like a Rite Aid or a Walgreens or something or like a Dollar General I don't know but that's like what I'm talking about right now like I'm passing a CVS I usually don't source CVS but I've done it before um, because there have been good items in there. And, um, you know, there is there is money to be made in every store. You just kind of have to know what you're looking for or or just scan everything, which is another kind of alternative to that. So, uh, yeah, I'm almost at the first set of stores I'm going to be going to today. Uh, maybe I'll, if I'm really feeling it, I'll update you midway if I'm heading over to that other kind of area where there's a lot of other stores. I'm kind of in a rural part of Pennsylvania, so, like, it's not like those people that, like, live in areas where there's like 40 Ross within 25 miles. I have like one Ross and then you drive 10, 15 miles, there's another Ross. And I mean, there's other stores like Marshalls and stuff, but it's a little bit more spread out here. So I'm gonna have to do a little bit of research and find what's the quickest way to hit up a bunch of Rosses or Marshalls and stuff just to see, cause I wanna see what I can come up with. Um, I wanna see what there is to find around me and see what it'd be like to hit, you know, 10 Rosses, 20 Rosses in a day, I don't know. So. Uh, we'll see, but I'll keep you updated today and see and let you know how things are going. But um, I'm excited because I haven't been sourcing in a while, and it's like pretty early in the day. It's like 2:30, so um, we'll be able to get a lot in and then get home, get any of the orders that I have today shipped out, and we'll be good to go. So that being said, I'll hit you guys up later tonight and let you know how things went. But you guys have a good rest of your uh, Sunday, and I will talk to you in a little bit. Hey guys, so I'm back and I'm on my way home. I have to say that may have been the stone worst sourcing trip I have ever had in my entire life. That was bad. Um, I'll just be quite frank. I didn't get a single thing and I've been out since, I think it was what, 2.30? It's now 7. I didn't find anything, which is... Which sucks. I mean, that's sometimes what you run into with this. I don't really enjoy those days. I don't think anybody does. But, um, you know, it is what you end up running into sometimes. And it's a combination of things. I mean, I only went to probably, what, 
five stores, I think. I went to Marshall's. I went to Five Below because I have seen good items there uh, pop up and stuff. I've seen people get good items at Five Below. That's closer to Christmas time when things are a little bit more, I don't know, I think things are a little bit more easy to spot and stuff, but uh, there wasn't really too much at Five Below, and then there wasn't, I went to Burlington, didn't see anything worth getting there. Went through all the shoes, went through jackets, went through men's clothing, went through women's shoes, went through uh, like breeze, went through all the toys, breeze through the home goods section, and same thing at Marshalls, men's clothing, uh, men's shoes. I didn't do too much women's shoes. I probably should have, but honestly, the way things were going in there, just it probably wouldn't have mattered anyway. Um, and then went through all the clothing there, went through um, some of their home goods, went through the men's like fragrances that's a big one i like to go and find cologne um that's super underpriced because sometimes they'll do that if they don't know like if they don't know that a uh, cologne is worth money they just think that it's like you know just some off brand they'll price it at like anywhere from like five to ten bucks and they could any it could be a 40 to like 60 dollar cologne and i've found a few of those before um i also looked for like discontinued stuff there wasn't any of that so it's kind of a bummer um, I went to I went from Burlington to Ald to Ollie's the like the bargain outlet place. Um, went in there and scanned products from what do I want to say? They were they I scanned like uh, anything that was like shampoo, uh, conditioner, different detergents, different uh, cleaning supplies. I scanned that for about an hour. I just went through like aisles of all that kind of stuff because what you can often find in some of these places are items that have been discontinued and when they're discontinued that means that they are now beca like becoming more rare but some of these people will use discontinued products or, or they'll swear by them right it's like their thing right they love this certain product it's now discontinued so they will they have no problem paying up for it and I've seen it before people paying like almost $100 for certain paper towels or uh, paying, you know, $75 for a single thing of laundry detergent. Um, and, and there's just, there's so many different ways to do discontinued products. There is a girl that I follow on Instagram, I forget what her name is now, um, Thrift to Travel. She's really, really good with discontinued products. She really understands how to do them. Uh, that's like her thing. So she's really, really smart and she gives basically everything away which is like basically all the information she has away which is awesome so i would encourage you to follow her but went through all the those sorts of products didn't find anything uh like the best thing i found was like these oktoberfest pretzels there was one sold and it was like 55 dollars. it was like a buck 99 a box but it was a case of 12 so i was like that's not even profitable because i'm gonna have to ship that it was free shipping and like they were two bucks a box that's 24 it was it was stupid so I, I didn't end up getting those maybe it was a case of six now I can't remember but either way it wasn't gonna be that profitable I was like well this, this sucks and then um, if you have a Gabe's by you like a it's like it's either called Gabriel Brothers or I think they rebranded them all to Gabe's um, they are basically like a rundown Ross or like Ross yeah they're like if you took Ross and then like I don't know, just completely like disheveled the entire inside. That's what Gabe's is. So um, it's basically the same thing though. They get the same kind of products and stuff. Um, I went in there, went through all the men's shoes, didn't see anything. And then I was just like, 
pretty much done. Like I, it was literally like 10 minutes ago that I went through there. Um, and I was planning on getting home around eight. So really the only thing that I'm probably going to end up buying today is gas. And that's not because I spent so much gas driving out here. It's because I'm low on gas because I didn't get any at the end of last week. So, uh, that's just, that's a personal thing, but like, that's it. Like I, I, I didn't buy anything for myself, even though there are a couple of things that I thought were cool because like, I hate going, not finding anything. And then just knowing that I lost money, at least if I go and I don't buy anything for myself, at least I didn't like lose money. Like I lost some driving, that's it. And, and a little bit of gas, but like I have a Camry, like what's it going to matter? It's not really that much gas whenever you're driving like 10 miles. So, um, you know, 10 miles one way, 10 miles back, that's 20 miles, really not that big of a deal. So, uh, I may have lost a gallon of gas. So, you know, it is what it is. It sucks. I don't really enjoy, like I get really pumped up to go sourcing. And it seems like every time I've gone recently, it's just like, it's gross. Like, I don't know why it's been so bad. I haven't found, I haven't been finding things that well. Um, I think I'm also coming off of like the, uh, mini Q4 kind of like high that we had back in April, May, and June, where just literally so many things you could just go out and buy at your local stores they were selling. So like I was able to do really well with that. I've never had that happen before, and I don't think anybody really has, so it's not normal. But for me, I, I haven't been reselling that long to where, like that's still pretty early for reselling for me, uh, where I jumped my revenue up for my business roughly like five or six X this year from what I did last year, which is pretty significant. So like I didn't realize, I I haven't learned that much that I think I would like to know. And so like going to all these stores and stuff, I'm just still kind of learning the basics, which is weird to say because I didn't think that I'd be learning the basics with some of the stuff, but there's just, there's a lot to learn with it sometimes. So just keep that in mind. I mean, you're going to have days where things just suck. And that was today in a nutshell. Like I would have been much better off sitting at home watching football with like doing some Instagram work or like listing something on eBay, like one thing. If I would have listed one thing on eBay and then watched football for the last four hours, I would have been more productive than I was today because I literally did not get a single thing when I was out, which which sucks. I mean, you don't like to waste time. I don't like to waste time. So um, it's a bummer, but that's the way it goes sometimes. And, and you don't let it discourage you. It's going to happen. You're going to have waves even where you don't find things. It's just the way it is. I mean, especially if you do like Ross and stuff like that, which I'm just accustomed to because I know that it's um, I, I know it pretty well since I've not well, well, but I, I know it cause I, that's what I used to do a lot. Um, like things get dry there sometimes and it's like, okay, what am I going to do when things get dry at Ross when they're not getting a ton of new product and how are we going to attack that? So, um, you know, it's always good to have a second source of income or some other way to, um, I guess a second, second, third, fourth reselling niche, uh, source of income, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that you can do whenever things get slow in one of them so that you're not kind of stuck. And that's what I'm looking for right now. I mean, Amazon, I think, could be that. I just need to freaking figure out how to use it and, like, do it because I'm gated and everything. And I have a few ideas about how to get out of that. Um, I'll let you know if they work. I mean, it'd be really cool if they did. But um, if I end up becoming ungated, that would open up a lot of doors for me. It's also something that I'm a little bit, like, I'm a little bit, I guess, uh, timid to do it or, or holding back a little bit from that because I don't want to get ungated in a bunch of stuff and screw something up because I haven't sold on Amazon very much. I know a lot of people do that. Um, the other thing is if you haven't been on Amazon too long, you just start selling a ton of products. They'll like 
they could like suspend you. It's like very weird that they are, um, they are very bizarre with that sort of thing. And I just have to take it a little bit cautiously, I guess, to make sure that like I don't get suspended from Amazon uh, after I start going really, really hard on it. So uh, I'm just working out the kinks of that. I'm gonna do some more research and see what I can come up with. But that's the day today. I mean, two thirty to seven. We'll call it like seven. Um, and nothing, not a thing. So, uh, if you're out there, I mean, especially if you're new, don't get discouraged. You may go, you literally may go a couple of months without really finding that huge haul that you see people getting on Instagram. That's fine. Like that's just, that's the, how it goes. You don't know what you don't know. And so you're not going to find a ton of stuff right away. So hopefully that can encourage you. I mean, it's like I said, I mean, you have days where just things don't go very well. And it's important to realize that those are just a day like imagine if you like worked on like a startup like quibi like they're gonna go out of business right now and they've taken millions of dollars from investors like i'm just happy i'm not those guys because they're they're screwed <laughs> i saw a picture on the whiteboard um somebody posted this i don't even know if this is true or not this is kind of funny and i'll leave you with this somebody tweeted out about quibi if you don't know what it is it's like this i thought it was a bad idea i i thought it was not gonna work um, but then again, like I, I think a lot of things are bad ideas when I've never really seen it happen before. I think that's how we all are. So, but I didn't like it. I was like, who's going to watch? I get the premise. Like, you know, people don't have a lot of time, like 10 minute episodes. That makes sense. But like, it just didn't seem that like practical, at least not now. Or like so many people that I know want to sit down and watch stuff. It seemed like it was more geared towards like the, the always on the go person. And I, I don't know. It just didn't seem like that was a smart I just didn't like, I didn't like it. So, um, regardless, they're going out of business and <laughs> somebody posted a picture on Twitter and it was like some verified person. Like they had like 50,000 followers. They had the blue check mark. So I'm assuming that they had some sort of idea of what they were talking about. But they're like, this is an actual picture of the whiteboards in the Quibi, um, think tank that they had this year. And it was like at the whiteboard and it said like, it said like beginning and then like had an arrow It said, middle of story that in an era it said story ends and like the whole thing like had a bracket under it so like 15 minutes so i was like that that's that's what their their best idea was like no wonder the place went out of business they're idiots like you know and <laughs> i don't know i'm just happy i'm not those guys right because you could be you could be that person that has a great idea or thinks they have a great idea takes millions of dollars from an investor and then has to go tell that investor hey I lost $3 million of your money and you're never going to get it back from me. So like, sorry, like I'm, I'm happy. I'm not that guy. I just lost like four hours of my life. I didn't lose that much. So like it is what it is. It sucks, but I'm just going to keep it moving because like I said, at least I didn't lose like $4 million or something like that's, that's one thing I'm happy about. So, um, with that being said, I'll let you guys go. You guys have a good rest of your Sunday and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Peace.